I wish I could eat and talk at the same time. I mean, you could, but it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're like telling your story, I'm like, what? I just spit food all over your microphone. <laughs> So, hey, Jordan, how are you? I am. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm here. I'm focused. I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. Julie's had a bad dream last night. Oh, Mike and I were talking about it. It was so sad. It's funny now because it was a part of my dream, like the noises he was making at first. uh And then I woke up and all of a sudden I kind of like woke in and out. I'm like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden I hear. Ooh. Oh. I was like, no. <laughs> Poor baby. I'm telling Mike, I said, if you weren't home, I would have had him get in bed with me. <laughs> well, he was just like, yeah, it was sad. I don't know. It was sad. So I'm a little tired. How was your day? My day was all kinds of interesting. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. More on that next week. (laughs) (laughs) My day was interesting in ways that I cannot um, share yet, but I will. It was good. It was a good day. I told my kids I got dressed up today. Yes. And I told my little ones it was going to be a good day. Thank you. I really enjoyed wearing it. I feel like Toby would really like that dress. Um, Did he say anything? I feel like he will. He woke up. He's had a hard time waking up the past couple days. He's usually very sweet. Like Ugh, I saw this brat of a kid today, oh, no. and I was all I could think of was Toby's never like that. Like I was just <laughs> like he would have, he would never be like this brat. <laughs> right. He'll have like pouty fits where he'll yeah. he doesn't throw himself on the floor. He I don't even know that he ever went through that here. I don't think not so. very much, but he'll have like he'll cry and he'll get mad and he'll cross his arms and refuse to talk to you yeah. and but. You know what? That's uh, yeah. a quiet little fit. You just have a little fit I'm over like, there. Okay, come on, let's go. And right. it, was between, it was like he kept wanting to run out the store and there were cars. And oh. the mom was like, no, we have to go this way. And I was like, I let him go. Oh, figure yeah. it out the hard way. <laughs> At the same time, I always feel so bad for the parents because what if like, what if that's not normal and they're freaking I, out? And Oh, I don't know. She was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I seriously feel yeah. like she goes through it so much that she was just like, she was just fine. I can't. I was, oh. Anyway, I just thought about that. Now, <laughs> Sophia, on the other hand, <laughs> she doesn't throw those fits, but she screams. Sometimes she's in she her just terrible screams. Oh, my God. She is so in her terrible twos. I was telling Mandy today, I was like, you know what? I really, really love her. I really, really do. And I think she's really cool. Yeah. But I'm kind of afraid of her. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you do something wrong and she gives you this look, like, right. you yelled at me? Like, I'm going to remember this. Like, right. It's terrifying. The bagel incident with her. And I said, no, you can't have that. You threw it on the ground. She looked at me and walked away. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> right. She's marking she's, that she's down. Got, yeah, she's got me dialed in now. <laughs> Well, I put her in timeout yesterday when oh, we were talking, right. and she sat on the stairs, and just she just stared. <laughs> crossed her arms and stared straight ahead, which honestly, normally, she doesn't even notice she's in timeout. She just giggles and plays, and it's oh like, nothing phases her. Poor kid. She'll grow out of it. Right. Well, eventually, she'll be old enough that like we could 
take a toy away or a privilege away oh, or right. what and then she'll understand yeah it's just that right now we haven't found her currency and no. it's like she has no currency Food. and Food is currency and that's illegal <laughs> right she threw her lunch on the floor on saturday or sunday we were eating she had gotten roll-ups because mm-hmm. she likes to eat her sandwiches reimagined as yes. bread and cheese and meat roll-ups separately Yes, <laughs> and she had a plate of that and some other like she had goldfish or something mm-hmm. and I don't remember what all they were eating but um she decided all of a sudden she wanted peanut butter and jelly <laughs> after she'd asked for the and so she said I want peanut butter and jelly and we said no you have roll-ups eat the roll-ups and the next thing I hear is this crash oh, and she no. had thrown the plate on the floor and the dogs immediately ate oh, all the yeah. food I mean not that we would have given it back to her anyway but, but yeah immediately ate all the food and Tobin brings me the plate very calmly and he says Sophia would like another one of what you gave her please and I said I'm uh, sorry yeah. but she's not having tell your another no. right I was like I'm <laughs> not giving her any more that was her lunch and he said just because she threw it on the floor doesn't mean she doesn't get to eat. And I said, well, yeah, actually, <laughs> it means that changed. she can have some water. And when she gets up, if she's hungry, we'll try again. But it's nap time now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done. But it was, it was <laughs> Poor Sophia Toby. would like another of what she had before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, clearly she didn't or she would have threw it on the ground. <laughs> right. Poor Toby's trying to help her out. Like, right. you're still hungry. All right, let me try. <laughs> right. Aww. Well, and I'm sure that he was like, I know you're not going to make her peanut butter and jelly because you already said no. So can you just try Tried, this again yeah. and I'll see if I can get her to eat. <laughs> like, dude, you're four. You do not have to take care of your sister like this. She's fine. If she was hungry, she would have eaten it. She's obviously not that hungry. Yep. She'll be fine until after That's her nap. So and she went right to bed. She was fine. No, oh, yeah. She'd been eating all day. She was fine. <laughs> I know that one day she ate and ate and ate. I could not believe. All day. Every day. She puts it away. I don't. Well, running headfirst into the wall, really. Apparently so. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Anyway, you know what we forgot? What? Welcome to Crime Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I feel like they should just know. Like, you clicked on our fucking button. You know, you downloaded us. You know where you are right now, unless you ran into the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they did. (laughs) Just for, uh, I guess... The outliers in this situation (laughs) who don't know where you are right now. Take it away, Erin. I am crying. Uh, (laughs) Well, all right. Welcome to Crime Crazy. (laughs) Sorry. I'm like, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme and Jordan Middleton, where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system, but we're still crazy for a good true crime story. Even on the fly, we get it right. We d- we've gotten much better. People should just start saying it for us. Guys, record yourself saying oh that. Oh my God, that'd be so much better. And send it to us. And then that could be your little shout out. You could be on the episode, On the podcast. Right? Especially if you're another podcaster, you could be like, this is so-and-so from whatever. Welcome to Crime, Crime Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll cool. just plug that in in the beginning and, and we won't forget podcast, to say just be it. Like, if you, wherever you listen, just be like, hey, it's me at work. Welcome to Crime Crazy. <laughs> Like under your desk. <laughs> I'm a preschool teacher, so I have to say this really quietly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nap time. 
Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so there we go with that. I'm like so ready to tell a story, but you're first this week. I am first this week. Um, and I was trying to think if there's anything else we had to say before we get started. I'm just afraid that I'll forget to say that we are being featured on Podbean oh, yeah. next week, and I'm so excited. I, know. I think that we should do um, an episode sometime with like some big some big cases because yeah. I feel like there are like Zodiac, all of mm-hmm. these um, big serial killer names that I know and I have a brief idea like yeah. what their stories about, but I've never really researched them. True. Same. And I would just like to do that. See, yet again, American Horror Story, there was one episode, one season where all of like the famous serial killers got together once year and had a big dinner and would talk about stuff. Oh my gosh. And I was like... I know these people, but I don't necessarily right. know what they actually did. Like right. the truck stop killer lady. I'm yes. like, who are you? Right. Why? Yeah. No, who we are need you? to. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> Maybe we need to do like, um, because we were talking about taking a break yes. around the holidays, but maybe we could do like a special yeah. that's just. Like just about big cases. Just some big cases. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. we'll think about that. But anyway. Back on track. Back on track. So that's what I have been doing this weekend while I've been at home. Well, I'll binge it so we can talk about it. And I don't know that Mandy is going to listen to this episode, but if she does, it was because I was at home feeling sick to my stomach. Not to make you feel guilty or anything. <laughs> anyway, um, my notes today are a disaster. Um, my notes are a disaster in the sense of it's pretty much chicken scratch. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to attempt to tell this story. What I did was I printed out a bunch of articles and then I highlighted key phrases, but it's <laughs> not in any order whatsoever. That is not good. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, because I have now read this story in like 30 places, like 30 different times. Oh, yeah. So I think I've got the details and then okay. I can just refer to Pace my notes it. as yeah. needed. So here we okay. go. Oh, and I really meant to have Google say these names for me at a time. Oh, shit. I know. There was one in here that I'm just going to be like, oops. Oops. <laughs> I just, sometimes you just got to, you just got to wing it. Well, there are three characters in my story and they're all Polish. Oh. Yeah. Polish names are not fun. Yeah. Polish people are fun. Yeah. <laughs> I should have like called my grandpa's wife is Polish. Oh, yeah. I could have been like, Anya Margo, tell me what these yeah. mean. How do I say, How do I say this? this? So anyway, the three characters are Michelini, Michelina mm-hmm. Lewandowska. Okay. Lewandowska. Mm-hmm. Lewandowska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her fiance, Marcin Kazprzak. Well, that's a really good guess really hard to tell yep. and the other one is Patrick Boris it has lots of Y's in it but I'm fairly certain that's how you say it and he <laughs> he's a friend of Kazberzak so okay here's my plan yeah Michelina I can say yeah and I think that's right so I'm gonna call her Michelina mm-hmm. and I'm gonna call her fiance her fiance. Okay. <laughs> and then I can say Patrick's name. There you go. So anyway, it's mostly a story. Well, it's a story about all of them. It's mostly a story about the happy, not so happy couple. Ah. So they met, um, and I believe that they met in their late teens, early twenties. They got together. They had a child together, a little boy. Um, and his name is Jacob. 
You can say that one. I can say that one. It's also spelled funny, but I was gonna say. <laughs> but I can say Jacob. Uh-huh. So they had a little boy together, Jacob, and they were engaged. They never got married, um, but they, you know, had had this relationship sort of ongoing, and they mm. were raising the child. Michelina actually did most of the raising of the child. They don't live in Poland, even though they are all Polish. Yeah. They um, actually live in the UK. Oh, okay. And so the whole story takes place there. Um, my story takes place there too. Ooh, I'm excited. How weird. My other story does not. Uh-huh. So all of that backstory is not terribly important because, you know, they had this kid together. They lived in the UK. They had this relationship that was going really well for a lot of years, but then things started to deteriorate. Mm. And when it started to get bad, that's when the story starts. So, um, I don't know what exactly went wrong, but I do know that Michelina and her fiance, (laughs) now I'm going to giggle every time I say it that way. Um, there, he at least claims that the relationship was over, like it was just done. It, oh, it wasn't okay. even that they were fighting or things weren't going well, but like they had decided to to give to, up on yeah. it. And he was very concerned because he didn't feel like she was doing a good job of raising their son. Oh. And he was really, and he wanted his mother to raise their son. And he was really concerned that she was going to, since their relationship was over, take the boy and Jake, take Jacob, who oh. was three, and take him back to Poland with her to be near her family. Mm-hmm. And that he would then be totally cut out of Jacob's life. Uh, it didn't appear from any of my research that that um marcin marcin whatever his name is he didn't seem like this loving doting father that was afraid he was going to miss out with his kid it was more like i don't want her to have him i want my mom to have him and you know i i want to make sure yeah he well and that was sort of his whole attitude and personality that Mm. i got from most of the articles is just that he was vindictive and unkind and unfeeling and so maybe it's just the impression I had of him maybe he really did love his kid but there was no good evidence for that okay at any rate whether it was that or whether he had just gotten tired of Michelina or whether he's just kind of an asshole (laughs) um she came home one day and he and his friend Patrick were there she was 27 at the time he was 25 Patrick was 18 Um, And they were at the house, and uh, this was May of 2011, and they tased her. Because that's just what you do. That's what you do. Apparently so. So they tase Michelina, Mm -hmm. and it knocks her to the ground. And it was just, she said, the first one was just like a very quick zap, and it, you know, caught her off guard, and it knocked her to the ground. And then he like got on top of her and just started I I think he was trying to knock her out oh like she would be completely unconscious yeah because he just put it on her and just kept zapping her and zapping her and zapping her and she tried to push him away and you know she was with it enough and strong enough to like make an effort and so he eventually kneeled on her ribs and (gasps) kept doing it so that she couldn't fight him off and at some point she didn't ever lose consciousness but I think that she maybe lost control of her body and went kind of floppy and he thought she was unconscious so then he tied her up with uh packing tape and gagged her actually he and his buddy Patrick Boris and um they actually had her 
in the house for hours after this. Um, Just tied up in the corner? Tied up. I think they stuck her in a chair. Uh, They talked to her. Um, They, he sort of went over the whole like, I want my mother to raise our child and I want you to give him to me. And she agreed and all of, but even though she agreed to do anything he wanted to like get out of this situation, right. (laughs) He didn't believe her or he didn't care or whatever. So after having her there for a long time, they finally decided that they would do something different. So they took her and they put her in a computer box. So what? I said that and my Amazon Echo was like, yes, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking 2011. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever have a desktop anymore? It had to be a desktop it box. It had though. to have been. But like, she's who not very... even went out and bought a desktop. Yeah, I don't know. You know, she's not very big. Um, a com- the thing is not very big. Right. Well, and so there are, I'll actually post some pictures of the box. Okay. I'm not sure, like it looked longer and skinnier than what I would think of a computer coming in, but they definitely described it in a bunch of articles as a computer box. Okay. Um, but either way, she didn't have very much room in there to move around. She was still bound, so it didn't oh, make a difference right. anyway. Um, but she didn't have very much room to move around. And when they later had the court case, they got a similar box and a similar sized police officer. And she got in the box for the jury and showed them how she couldn't, there was no room. Like she could oh, wiggle wow. a little tiny bit, but there was no room in this box. That's crazy. So they stick her in the box and they stick her in the, in the trunk of the car and they drive around for a little while and they eventually go out into the woods and they find like a natural depression in the woods. So like mm-hmm. a little, not a valley, but just like a little dip, like mm-hmm. a hole. And they toss the box in the hole and she lands head down. Oh. And then they cover up the box with leaves and dirt, like about six inches of dirt. So really, really shallow grave. Yeah. Um, but then they go and they get a tree branch that weighed like 90 pounds. And the two of them together put it on top of the box. Oh my, and she's still alive. She's still alive. Oh she's bound. God. She's conscious. She's absolutely aware of everything that's going on. And then they drove away. Oh my God. And they went back to Jacob's house and hung out and partied and whatever with no concerns whatsoever. Michelina, on the other hand, was absolutely positive that she was going to die. Yeah. And so she had some really horrible things to say, and I I have them. I wanted to read them. Um, She said, during my time inside, oh, and so this will give away the the ending, but during my time inside the shallow grave where I was buried alive, I feared my life was at an end and I was going to die. I prayed to God to help me survive so that I could look after my young son. The thought of my son gave me the strength to fight my way out of the box and save myself. For many years. I loved Marcin Kasprzak very much, but after his horrific attack upon me, my feelings toward him have turned to hatred. I still have nightmares that he'll come back and find me. My only hope is that he can accept that what he did to me was very wrong. I really hope no one ever will experience what I went through that day at the hands of a man whom I loved and trusted. Wow. So she did get out. So here's what she did. She took her engagement ring, which had three little tiny diamonds, Mm -hmm. and she managed to saw through the tape on her ankles and get herself mostly unbound in this little box where she couldn't even move. 
And then she used it to bore a little hole in the side of the box. And then she was able to like tear the box away. She said there was dirt coming into her face. Uh, And and she, but she could see a little bit of like dark night sky and the tree branches and stuff. So she knew that she could get out. When she first started digging, um, she was suffocating. There was, there was no air because she was, the box was completely covered. Yeah. And it wasn't until she made a hole in the cardboard and started really digging out that she got any new air into the box. Mm -hmm. So she said that she had to breathe very delicately and, you know, try to, she just, she figured she was going to suffocate to death. Um, but she did manage to dig herself out. It took, um, about a half an hour to get herself free of the box, which I, I think is actually kind of I know. Amazing. I'm like, that's great time when yeah. you're bound in a box. Buried, upside down. Upside down. Yeah. And under a tree branch. Yeah. And that's she, insane. Yeah. No, she's, she must have been strong. A lot of adrenaline. Yes. So she got out. She ran up to the road. She flagged down a passing car and they got her help. Um, And the two men were arrested after only nine hours. They were just still hanging out at Patrick's house. They didn't even like try to hide. They there was no way that they could have thought that she would ever get out. So they didn't think anyone would miss her, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, They claimed that it was just to scare her. They had no intention of killing her. So. When they finally got to court, they both immediately, like, pled guilty to kidnapping, but not to attempted murder. Um, they said, well, we didn't cover up the handle holes in the computer box, so we left her air to breathe. And her response to that was, no, you dumped me in a hole and covered me with dirt. You just forgot, or you just ran out of time, or, yeah. you know, that's ridiculous. Um, they said they intended to go back and get her, but fell asleep and forgot, uh-huh. Oh my God. Yeah, so all of it, they're just horrible. Um, I cannot. So <laughs> after three days in court, they were found, well, um, Marson was found guilty. Uh, Patrick was actually, I think he had pled guilty to the kidnapping, but he didn't get anything for the um, attempted murder. Oh. Which I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, but um, yeah. Oh, and you know, the other thing that was really interesting that I totally forgot to mention is that during the time that she's in this box trying to dig her way out and thinking she's going to die, they went and used her bank card and withdrew 500 pounds from her bank account. So that totally messes up their whole story about we were just trying to teach her a lesson or whatever (laughs) else. Um, So anyway, they, they did, after three days of deliberation, the jury found them guilty. Good. They were told that, um, they would only serve half of their sentence and the rest of it would be like paroled. And I don't know anything about UK law because I don't even know anything about US law. So (laughs) maybe that's totally normal or whatever. But apparently at trial when they were finally sentenced, like they had no emotion about it whatsoever. Like they didn't care one way or another. They just were totally, I imagine like dead eyes and blank stares and whatever else. Ew. So, um, they were sentenced to 20 years. So, Serve 10. Yeah. Then. Uh-oh. It's not over. So it turned out that that was not the only crime that was uncovered. And this other crime is not related at all. But mm-hmm. in December of 2012, um, 
Let's see. Let me go back. So he was sentenced to 20 years in January of 2012 for trying to kill his his fiance. Yeah. And then by the end of 2012, he received another sentence for another crime. Apparently when they searched his house, they found explosive devices. (gasps) And they're not sure what they were for um, or, you know, like why he had them, what he was planning, if it was just a hobby or whatever. They said it was totally unrelated to the whole thing with his fiance. So it's not like he was gonna blow her up or anything like that um but they did convict him for this as well um and they gave him eight they found eight explosive devices so eight four-year terms for having these explosive devices and you're like oh thank god he'll be in prison forever and poor michelina can go on and live her life and not worry that he's gonna come after her when he gets out no because even though that should have been an additional 32 years all eight of them are being served concurrently and concurrent with his current his co- sentence. Oh, my God. So I I don't understand this at all, and I need for somebody to explain it to me. Because what is even the point? No, there is no point. First Just of to all, have it on record that he had them before, so then in the future if he does it again, oh, well, he had them before, and he was already in prison. Like, Well, okay, so I do, do know. anything. I do know that in some circumstances, if you're given a certain amount of time for something and you don't serve it, like let's say you get paroled or whatever, and then they have to revoke your parole because of something that you've done, they can go back and say, okay, now you're going to serve all that time. But I don't know if that would ever affect concurrent sentences. Hmm. The, The part that gets me is not that these sentences are running concurrently with his attempted murder sentence. Okay, fine. Like, that sucks, but whatever. The part that gets me is why give him eight four-year sentences and then say you're going to just have them all at once? Like, that's one four-year sentence. It's not eight. No. I don't don't understand. It just makes me mad. (laughs) Yes. I agree. So. I agree. So anyway, I thought it was kind of an inspiring story because that woman is seriously badass. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I hope that the 10 years that she has before he gets out gives her enough time to, like, get in a really good place in her life and get somewhere safe and, you know, build herself a new life. And that she says she still has nightmares. She still wakes up thinking he's going to come and get her. And he's she's just terrified. It's going to take forever to get over that. Um, But I also am angry on her behalf that he'll be in prison no time yeah for i mean it's already 2017 he served five yep he's halfway there and that sucks for her so a jerk also as a little side promo slash connection this Mm -hmm. was one of the cases that we talked about on that shortlisted episode that we did last month so um if you wanted to hear more about those other cases shortlisted is the podcast i do with brian williams and um we actually covered 10 different circumstances that people lived through that should have resulted in their death and yet they managed to survive they're not all crime but this was one of the ones that was and i was like okay now I have to know more about that yeah I do know Um, that if you're ever buried alive and it's like dirt or something you're supposed to pull your shirt over your head 
so that you can like push through the dirt and so, not get it in your in every, mouth yeah, in your nose eyes everything that makes sense um my dad was buried alive before <gasps> what i was born and it was a really bad accident and that i don't think everyone survived what ha- wait and, what um some job i mean it's before i was born so i've only right. heard this like bits and pieces but something along the lines of it was a job kind of like a ditch type you know how you always see like the guy, a construction like, yeah, like something and okay. um i guess some sort of support or something broke and it flooded the hole and oh i don't think everyone gosh. got out from what i remember i don't think everyone got out and like um part of his face is like smudged down like this because it the pressure and everything oh so wow. my mom is pregnant with my brother who's two years older than me gets a phone call about him going to the hospital he had you know had to get that all fixed so his like eyebrow is just a little bit shorter a little droopier right (laughs) so his eye is a little droopy (laughs) and um i it was like a whole he had to be in the hospital he hates hospitals he was like sneaking up to like the top floor to smoke like right well back then it was like a lot less frowned upon but now it's like super frowned upon. yeah yeah so he was like sneaking up with the nurses he was hanging out in the nurses room like my mom's super pregnant like how uh, long was he buried for i don't i'm not sure i think i i don't know why like I feel like I've heard this story, but you know how, like, your memories are just, you're remembering the last time you remembered it? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. I feel like it's really lost in translation in my head because of how little I was when I started hearing the stories. And now I'm kind of like, you know, no one really ever talks about it. Do you know if he dug himself out or if somebody else dug him out? No, I think someone got him out. I think, I think they were Because they knew it had happened right away. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think that was the case, but I don't think, I feel like there are, like, a few people down there, including him. And I don't think everyone got out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was crazy. That's terrifying. And I so. have never heard that story before. I know. I was like, well, I, only, I don't know, like, the in-depth story. Right. I feel like I only know bits and pieces of it. And like, I don't ever want to bring it up to him. Like, hey, Dad, traumatic. you remember that time that yeah. you were buried alive? Can you yeah. tell me about that so that I can put it on my podcast? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ooh. But I remember watching one of those, like, uh, FYI type shows. Yeah. And it said to put your shirt. And I was like, that makes sense. Because then you kind of block everything. You could still yeah. at least somewhat breathe, like, filtered-wise because yeah. of all the dirt and I was like, that's smart. There was an episode of something I was watching where they buried someone in concrete and like she'd gotten her fingers. She, they thought she was dead when they put her in. It was like a barrel full of concrete, but she, her fingers were like sticking out like she was trying to get out. And Is so apparently Minds? She, maybe because there are two episodes with concrete and criminal minds. There are so it's either that or SVU or like it's one of those. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. oh my gosh it's just so horrible it's yeah Ugh, i don't think about it oh my gosh well all right i'm gonna have to tell my middle little sister not to listen to this episode because she's really claustrophobic mm. and also pregnant and oh yeah no, she don't. doesn't need any of this in no, her life she right now unneeded stress oh my goodness Okay, well, if All she right. skipped your story and came to mine, mine has <laughs> nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay, good, good. But it does take but, place in the UK. Yes, it does. So, okay, guys. <laughs> I hope you're ready for this roller coaster. Because <laughs> I'm reading it. It's a marathon roller like, coaster? Wait, who's that? Wait, where? Who's that? And I'm like, where are these people coming from? I literally had to draw a family tree at the end of my story. I've seen it. It's true. Yeah, there was that many people. And I was like, there has to be a family tree. I need to see one. (laughs) 
<laughs> so did you find one that you copied or did you go through and like make so your own? I found one that I simplified because there was a lot of extras oh, okay. that I necessarily didn't care about. Right. Right. You know, because I was like, OK, I don't need all of that. But I just needed the that was the one best place to find the dates where every kid was born, like the year at least. So I went there and I was like, gotcha. jotting that down. OK. Um, And who belongs to who? But we'll get there. I've been hearing about this story for a couple of days. So I'm really excited. I was really I found this story yesterday around maybe two o'clock and we were supposed to record last night and I I, it took me that long to read it. And I was starting to write to the point where like I feel like my thumb is going to have a blister on it. I was writing that much. You could type. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> OK. In both senses Fair of that. Like enough. I don't want to and I definitely can't. Like it would take me longer. <laughs> okay. I, OK. I won't argue. So. This is also from the UK, and it, from what I understand, media-wise, was a fairly popular crime story. Okay. So, me, I never know anything, so I, it's all it's all new to me. It's, so, <laughs> it's going to be new to me, sorry too. Sorry if you heard it. So, but, popular everywhere or just popular in the UK? I feel like it was popular in the UK. Okay, well then, like, so, we have a good excuse. Yeah. We don't live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my main guy is named Fred West. Oh, that is so unfair. What? Fred West. That's only eight letters. Oh, I could totally I'm say so Fred sorry. West. You can wait because there's, well, one, it's like Frederick something, something, something West. And I'm like, Fred, Fred West. Fred West. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, some of these names are definitely simplified. So. He, like, a little background on him. He was one of six children. He was definitely a mama's boy. He (laughs) liked to dote on her, take care of her, do whatever he needed to do. And he's a horrible student, a horrible kid in general at school. Um, He left school at age 15. He was pretty much illiterate. He ended up getting a job as a farmhand. Okay. Um, He was that poor in school that he left. He just quit. Yeah, he couldn't handle it. So um, he started... um, I don't want to say, like, attracting girls, but he started, like, caring about his appearance a little more because he was a really cute baby growing up, but then all of a sudden he had, like, a really big ugly face is what this thing's telling me. (laughs) Like, legit. And I was like, oh, dang. So then I guess he started taking care of his appearance a little more, trying to attract ladies, but he was very aggressive towards the opposite sex. Uh, Like, very much so. Um, So he he claimed that his father was... um, I hate like so this has a lot of like gross stuff in it so I'll warn you now okay I'm ready so this is probably like everything in my story is everything that you hate so 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 his father's a dentist so oh my god no that'd be funny no um I just meant like gross like uh, I don't want to hear about it okay his father supposedly had sex with his sisters because it was one of those mentalities like well I made you so I can do whatever I want type of things ew yes so um but the bad thing was that fred was such a horrible liar that no one knew if that was the truth if really fred was the one doing things or if he'd like made up the whole like you know no one really did anyone ever ask the sisters so this whole family is so fucked royally (laughs) that there are so many different way yeah they i I don't even know how or what. I don't even know. So uh, later you'll understand why I say 
he's a liar. They don't know if it was him or if it was actually that or if it was just whatever. Sure. One of the sisters got pregnant and they were wondering if it was the dad's or Fred's or some other. I like it was that big of a deal. Oh, my gosh. So at 17, he got into a major motorcycle accident and he was in a coma for a week and ended up having to put a metal plate in his head. And after that, he would have sudden fits of like anger and rage and he had little to like no control of his emotions. Okay. So so frontal lobe damage. Yeah. I was like, so so there's some some problem there. But um shortly after his recovery, he met this girl, um, I think her name her full name was Katharina, but she went by Rena. Okay. So um her name was Rena Costello and she was sixteen years old at the time. So their ages are pretty similar. Um she was always in trouble with the police, so of course like he so throughout life, yeah, throughout life, he was the same. He always had like petty theft or gotcha. larceny or something. He he was always trying to survive, so he was always stealing. Gotcha. Um, they immediately clicked because of this. Um, <laughs> so she went back to Scotland. That was where her home was. So she was only there for like the summer or something, and she went back home. Okay. So he lost touch with her, and then he was trying to find another lady. So he went. Um, it was like this after. I want to say like YMCA type feel like after school programs that kids can go to uh-huh. like go to the Y. Well, he was there. I don't know why he wasn't in school, but he was there and he was trying to talk to this girl and he put his hand up her skirt. Well, she pushed him off the fire escape. Good. And he hit his head again. Oh, great. So this is two uh, literally all caps. I said, AKA more brain damage. Right. Not trying to give him an out or anything, but he's had his fair share. Sure. Um, but he was bad before that. So. So, yes. So these two marks on the brain damage thing. <laughs> so, he's really um, literally fucked up in the head. <laughs> in 1961 so we're getting a little older now um he was accused of impregnating a 13 year old girl who was a friend of the family um his thought well was like well doesn't everyone do it like touching little little, children so that's why i was no no fred really they don't and the sisters like you know what i mean like doesn't everybody do it or was it his dad and he that was his role model just thought that's what so that's why i was like something definitely happened there um, no. even though he d- didn't get a jail sentence, mostly because the, um, epileptic, epilep, how do you say that word? Epileptic, epileptic, <laughs> epileptic, <laughs> am I saying this right? Epileptic? Epileptic. Why yeah. does that sound strange? I don't know, but it was really funny to watch your mouth, mouth while you were saying, you were like, make, ep- 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 <laughs> my mouth did not want to do it, like get it together that's um, funny sorry anyway that's what his defense was is that he would go into these fits these seizures yeah and um so they didn't convict him which is so dumb so but shouldn't they have at least like locked him up because somewhere? he was 20 at the time and she was 13 and pregnant so yeah so what he had a seizure and accidentally raped her uh, that's why i was like uh-huh so all this brain damage he did use it at least one time as an excuse to get out of well, that's fine. So then he needs to go to a hospital and be locked up there. In 1961, I guess they thought, ah, eh, well, he's all right. Get him out of here. I'm sorry, Judge. My brain makes it so that I can't control myself. Okay, I go can't home. Control my penis. <laughs> that's what it wants. No. Well, that's every guy, but. <laughs> so they did end up letting him move back home. 
Um, that summer, uh, Rena so came back. Sisters. Yeah. Right. I was like, get. I hate old cases because I'm like, things have changed. Right. <laughs> okay, so and I'm it's not. way too late to go back and beat those people up. Right. They're probably all dead. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that summer, Rena comes back and they immediately hook up because they. Does she know he's been screwing a 13 year old? I gave her this look, guys. Um, it was it was a look and not an so answer. So she didn't probably didn't care because when she came back, she um, kind of opened up about her teenage years because she was like what a year or two younger than him, right? Um, that she had a record for being a prostitute and um, for burglary, and she came back pregnant, and he was like, uh. "What happened to you?" and whose baby it was was a very long twisted different reasons one thing said it was a bus driver's baby and another one said it was just one of her clients that she had she actually got pregnant was was she in the sex industry because she had to be i think she's stealing because she had so yeah uh, that makes me so torn because yeah she still should have been with him though it doesn't matter she should have been like nope you hurt a child she i i don't even know and honestly there was nothing to say that she did or didn't know what he did right but um someone someone told her you know someone told her yeah right Um, she knew she was carrying this baby and he was like well i don't care i'm like whatever (laughs) i just got this other girl pregnant i'm not planning on taking care of that one so (laughs) um so they because that was in the summer when she came back so that november they secretly got married and then because there was a lot of family drama with her being pregnant and actually it was a mixed race baby. So that was a lot of drama. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So, and then in March, the next year, 63 Charmaine, I think her name is, was born and he started his career as an ice cream truck driver. Okay. So the only reason he wanted to be an ice cream truck driver is because then young women and moms would bring their kids to the ice cream truck. And he can, like, try to seduce them and stalk them. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. I'm never, ever getting ice cream again. And it's bad because the only ice cream man that comes through, like, our neighborhood, Uh um, it's funny because, like, he drives a truck, but his daughter, like, tries to run it. So every time she opens the window, she's like, what do you have? What do you have? (laughs) Is she little? No, she's, well, I mean, she's a young girl but she's probably like 10 or 11 so she's oh okay she's old enough to joke around with it and like collect money but she's right. like looks at him when she has to give money back like i don't know what to give them back right right but, so it's that's cute but this is creepy yes so nineteen <laughs> so that's cute but this is not <laughs> um rena and fred's first child together was anna marie <gasps> i knew an anna marie growing up i hope it's not this one no. no, it's not. 1964. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not that old. No. No. <laughs> what was that look for? Because you always say I'm little. So I was saying like, you are oh, little. you're not that old. Um, I'm not quite that old. That's what she meant to say. Oh, you're you're almost. No, you're nowhere near that old. Um, almost that old. So then they met this lady, Anna McFall. And shortly after he had an accident on his ice cream truck adventures, he actually <laughs> hit and... Sorry. This is not funny. He hit and ran over a four-year-old boy. 
Oh, no. And even though they deemed it as like a complete and total accident, he still was scared he was going to lose his job and lose everything. He so should, probably. They picked up and moved. Oh, of so. course. That's what you do when you've... Did they kill him? What? The little boy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Even oh, my gosh. With the ice cream truck. Okay, yeah, we're never doing the ice cream truck thing. Sorry, kids. We'll just, just buy ice cream at the store. It'll be better anyway. That's not fun. It's not fun, but I don't want them to be molested, and I don't want to be well, hit don't. on, and I don't want them to be crushed under the ice oh cream truck. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, she's being dramatic. I'm <laughs> being dramatic. <laughs> um, okay, so this is when the story starts to get a little crazy. Are you ready? I'm so Fred, this is when, when it starts moved, to get crazy, he, she said. Yes. Well, you have no idea. Um, Fred so got a job at a slaughterhouse. Ew. When, um, when they moved there, that's, like, I guess, the job he decided for. But they say later that this might have had an influence on his future. Oh, God. So, in, um, so after they moved... Rena left when she's trying to get away from Fred and wanted to take the kids but couldn't. So she left and was like, well, I'm going to come back for them, like type of thing. Left her kids with him. Because she needed, because they were married. So she needed to take, but he was so like, if you take them, I'm going to hurt someone, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, okay. But he's never hurt them before. They're girls. He's never hurt them before, though. So she doesn't know any better. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to get them. So no, no bad choice. Uh, and she trusted her friend Anna, who moved with them, Anna McFall. So was she living with them then? Yeah, they they mo- they all moved together. So when kind of she strange. came back in 1966, she came back and Anna and Fred were a thing, of course, of uh-huh. course. And she was like, okay, well, this is gonna be weird. So it was kind of like it didn't necessarily say that they got divorced. But I have a feeling they did because then she started doing like visiting. So I don't know if it was because he had a job and a home and she didn't that he got to keep the kids. But she would go and visit. So um, because, I mean, those are her daughters, especially the one who has no connection to him whatsoever. So uh, the next year in 67, Anna was pregnant. (sighs) You're going to hear that me say that a lot. Um. Anna was pregnant. Well, no, that just somebody is pregnant. pregnant. She's right. pregnant. Um, Gosh, she wanted him to divorce Rena and marry her. She was like, "No, like we should be together. You're pregnant with me now. Like, let's." Well, this pissed Fred off and made him so stressed out because he didn't know how to handle things because of his short temper and all. Um, that he killed her. He killed Anna. Oh my god! And she was heavily pregnant. She was about eight months pregnant. So baby also died. Yes. Oh my God. So. I really hate this guy. Oh. Like really hate this guy. I don't care about his head injuries. This is like the tip of the iceberg that like touched the Titanic. But you know how big the iceberg really was. So yeah. Um, But before burying her and the fetus. uh, I don't know. It's a baby. It's. Yeah. I don't know. So before burying them separately. Separately. Yes. Separate. Oh, how did he? How did he separate them? Job. Oh my God. Separately. Why was um, he like trying to deliver the baby? No. And he took fingers and toes. <gasps> so it didn't say if he took the baby's fingers and toes, but he definitely took Anna McFall's fingers and toes. That was his thing. So, oh, this was his first kill. 
And he oh. already had like a trophy or like a souvenir. Type like he of, had a thing. He had a thing. A signature. The very first murder. Isn't that strange? I uh, strange. Is it the first? Maybe it's not the first murder. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe but, we just don't know. So he ended up taking <sighs> Raina back and was like, oh, like things will work out with us. We'll be a happy family again. Whatever. So she goes back with him because she has no life. I mean, she was a robber she's, and a prostitute her whole life. She's, I, mean, I don't know if she's very forgiving or very desperate or what, but surely well, there I has think it to be switches something. to desperation because she begins to pro- be a prostitute again for While money she's for with them. him? Yes. Oh, for them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he, to, he, this is when he started molesting uh, Charmaine, which was her daughter. So, how old is she at this point? Do we know? Um, she was. Let me pull to my uh my little. Oh, yep, your family tree. tree. She was born in sixty three, and it is now sixty seven. <gasps> She's four. Wait, sixty. Yeah, sixty seven. She's four. Yeah. I know. I told you you were gonna hate the story, but it was such a twisty, turny story. I have to tell you. Oh my god! So his mother died. And Good. This like triggered something else in him. Of course, because it he did. was a mama's boy. So he began stealing, He's and they had to change jo- jobs a lot. So they, you know, he switched back and forth jobs trying to find something because he would steal from them. So whatever, he ended up becoming um, a delivery driver. And yeah, because he has when, a really good track record with trucks, right? Um, this is when he would meet his soon-to-be next wife and crime soulmate rose so but rena's still in the picture right now Rena's still in the picture so he like falls for rose and rose um had a rough childhood as well like everyone else apparently um her mom was had extreme mental illnesses illness i can't talk today guys just (laughs) just roll with me and went under electroshock therapy treatments while she was carrying rose and she didn't know Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I was like, God only knows what that did to the baby. Um, And the dad was super abusive to the wife and kids. But Rose knew well enough to get on his good side. So if he, like, he said jump, she would be, like, how high? Like, she always was there. So she learned quickly if she would just please him as soon as he asked for it or, like, go get him food. She could avoid. Then she was the only one who got affection from him. And really uh, against anyone the kids and the wife like right so she was smart enough to know to get on his good side fast um she was a shitty student as well and she was bullied because she ended up being like a little heavier set than anyone else mm-hmm. um she's kind of a loner everyone bullied her she would snap and get into fights and um she showed signs of like being like like sexual behavior but like bad behavior so after she would take a bath she would just walk around the house naked like as a so teenager. like maybe something had happened to her and she was acting out or I, just some deviance i think she was just trying to do get it attention. like just yeah just to be the one that oh well this is her that's what she does and look at her mm. but it was weird so she would do that and as a teenager like ew cover yourself up and she would molest her little brother and thought nothing wrong of it. No one stopped her. It didn't matter. Well, they are a match made in heaven. That's what I said. Um, <sighs> she would meet older men around town and would try to um, pretty much be a prostitute. And yeah. he has a he has a 
you have a lot of prostitutes. Sex, I was say you have a lot of sex workers in your. Oh yeah. Um. So early 1969, she moved away with her mother because the mother was like, "No, he's abusive. Your dad's abusive. Like, let's get away from him." They went and lived with one of the older siblings and her like family, and she ended up like later that year right back living with her dad. Um, and then hmm. that's when she met Fred. I wonder if things were going on between her and her dad. See, that was my thought. She had a thing for older men. She's like classic daddy issues. Well, right. And she's abusing a little kid and mm-hmm. she's walking around the house naked and she yeah. is the only one getting yeah. any affection. Yeah. And, and I bet he abused her. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. These people and they're all effed up. Oh, my um, gosh. So when she met Fred, she was 16 and she shortly became um pregnant pregnant yeah she's became pregnant and she started caring for charmaine and anna marie um while Where he was in Rena? prison so we will get there okay so he was in prison because he like stole a bunch of shit he got caught so he's in prison <laughs> like what else is new he's always right he's bad. lucky he's not in prison because he so in, um two somebodies <laughs> yeah um well, so little thing about Rena, it was kind of one of those things where as soon as he would find someone else, Rena was out. So like with Anna McFall, right? As soon as he he was like, nope, whatever, she's out. Now with Rose, nope. Now she, now Rena's out. So, but she doesn't even get her kids. I know. And so, which okay, I can understand the younger one a little bit. Like I can understand how that would be a conflict. Yeah. But the older child is not his. I know. So, when in 1970, Rose gave birth to her their first daughter, Heather. And under the circumstances, she would, like, lose her shit on these poor girls, like these kids. Two of which weren't hers, and then the, you know, not her baby, because she just had the baby. But pretty much the two before her. Right. So she would freak out, lose her temper. Um, because of the stress of being a new mom, or just because she was batshit? New mom, stepmom, essentially. Right. And that dad was in jail. So okay. she had to take care of everybody. So super stress and batshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So in 1971, Charmaine goes missing. Oh, God. And Rose tells Anna Marie that Rena came and got her. And since Fred was still locked up, he wasn't involved with anything. He didn't know what, what happened until he got home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, when he got home, he had to deal with it because she had killed her, Charmaine. And of course. They think that it was like one of the abuse things like either beating her or like choking her or like they got into a fight like you know and it went too her, far and it went too far and then she was like bullshit too bad and she so where where was charmaine between the time she killed her and by the and when fred got so home? i think he was shortly out anyways so i think um rose just hid her body for just like a, stuck her in a closet yeah and then when Fred came home. He took off her fingers and toes. Yes, because that is what you do. And her kneecaps. And her kneecaps. And her kneecaps, which I was like, 
what is that for? First, I was thinking, okay, fingers, fingerprints in case someone finds a finger, countermeasure, you know. Yeah, fr- no, that that makes sense. Kneecaps. But shouldn't it be like fingers and head? Kneecaps. And toes. Nobody does toe prints. So I was like, the only thing I think of is when you're a baby and they stick your foot and then you have your little baby footprint. But even yeah, that, it's not like a no. thing. So that's what he took. Um, he saved them. And he used them to blackmail Rose in case she ever wanted to leave. Well, yep. That. Yep. Yep. Okay, so saved them. Didn't Don't say know. how he saved them. Okay. So I'm assuming like. Stuck them in a cardboard box. Yeah. Like in the picture in my head it was like he had him in a ziploc baggie and like shake them at her like well you don't yeah. want to leave me right like type right of, yeah go ahead and leave me i have all her fingers mm-hmm. um he buried her under the kitchen floor and no one would find her for 20 years do you think he told rose about his previous murder i think rose wouldn't care like i don't think it mattered well right but i'm just thinking about the blackmail thing if if he was saying, I'll tell somebody that you murdered somebody if you leave me, mm-hmm. and then you'll be in all sorts of trouble. If she knew that he also had he, murdered somebody, yeah. then it's They not never as mentioned effective. that she had that on him, so. But so eventually, not. it wouldn't matter. Right. Okay. <laughs> well. So, later that summer, Rena came back trying to get her daughter, at least Charmaine, because that was her daughter, who Bad would have news. been eight. She died Fuck. when she was eight years old. Um, Fred killed Rena. Well, because there we go. I was, looking. I knew that was going to happen. Yep. And uh, buried her close to Anna McFall. Which, Except for her fingers and toes and patellas. Oh, isn't that weird? Um, and which one, Anna was the one that was like, get rid of Rena so we could be together. And then he killed her for saying that. And then he killed Rena and put her right next to her. Right. So that was strange to me, but kind of ironic in a weird way. Um, then they moved. They were like, oh, no, wait, they didn't move. Ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> they got, him and Rose got married. They got married first and then they moved. Sorry. Oh, um, okay, okay. Because they, they needed a bigger house to um, store bodies in. Oh, well, you don't even know. Oh, <laughs> but because the kids, they couldn't fit in this little house. So they, they did move. It um, is hugely risky to bury people at your house and then sell it to someone else. Right? But one... Maybe two of these, because I think Charmaine was the only one buried under the kitchen floor. I think the other two were buried in like a park. Like, oh, so they weren't at the house. No, no, okay, no. not like in the backyard. No, or not the not the adults. And under like, the kitchen floor is actually probably safer than in the backyard. Oh, you're much yeah. less likely to dig up unless it smells or mm. something. Oh yeah. Well, um, they got married in January in 1972, and then it said they had their first legitimate child. In, in June. I was like, wait a second. I was like, that's was like, not nine months. That's still not. <laughs> right. That's legitimate. I was like, whatever. But if you're going to make that. I know. I was laughing. I was like, I don't think they meant to say that. Right. Um, but they had a baby in June and they named her May. <laughs> yeah. M-A-E. I was like, okay. Oh, guys. okay. Well, at least they didn't spell it like, like a month, month. But still. Um, so with this growing family, they moved to 25 Cromwell Street, which is going to be the creepiest house in all the land. It was uh, a very okay. strange setup of a house. They had a cellar and a garage, which was like an oversized garage. Okay. Um, 
And because it was such a big, strange house, they took in lodgers to help pay rent. Um, guys, bad idea. Don't lodge with these guys. Don't. 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 They're so, they have three, four yep. bodies to their names so far. So they turned the cellar into his torture chamber, which they, what he joked around with a family friend and said that's what he was going to do. And she always just thought it was funny because he was always laughing about it. It was like, oh, or maybe that's where Rose will take her clients or maybe that'll be my torture chamber. And the, ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and I, you know how you awkwardly laugh with yeah. people? I think that's what she did because that's exactly what he did. Um, and Anna Marie, who was now eight, was one of the first victims Oh, and um, they tied, gagged, abused, raped her, both of them, Rose and Fred. She's a baby. Yes. And then their first nanny, who was 17, her name was Caroline. Um, So at this time, Fred was 31 and Rose was 19 because that's the big age difference there. (sighs) Um. She was the nanny to take care of the kids, and they freaked her out because they would always try to, like, come on her, like, you know, like, hey, what's happening? So she wanted to leave, and she told her parents that she didn't want to do that anymore, and they were like, oh, no, we'll take great care of her, like, don't worry. So when she said, you know, no, I don't want to work for these people anymore, please don't make me go back, they ended up abducting her and raping her, and she told her mother... um, even though Fred, like, threatened, like, well, if you so tell anyone. So they let anyone, her go afterward. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because he thought his threat would be enough. Like, well, if yeah. you tell anyone, like, I'm going to kill you and your whole family. So right. make sure you think about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then in 1973, the courts decide that um, she actually probably wanted to have sex with Fred and Rose. So the case was dropped. Oh, my. I. Ah! Right? So she's 17. Rose is 19. So they're not that far in age. Sure. But then with some 31-year-old guy, Rose's husband, like... He's now killed five people. I guess the court probably didn't know that, but... And she just made it up. She's like, yeah. Yeah, like, no, she probably wanted to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there goes that case. So the next... Like, now here's where... It starts uh, steamrolling. So Linda, okay. 21, she moved in as a nanny. She was also a seamstress. Um, she had the same fate. She ended up in the torture chamber. They did what they wanted, and they started killing afterwards because they knew now they, they were going to get told. Right. Um, so I, it's just safe to say from here on out before she, anyone was buried, fingers and toes were off. Sometimes oh, kneecaps, sometimes not, but definitely fingers and but toes. definitely fingers and toes. Yep. So, um... In 1973, they thought that was, like, their year. Like, they could do no wrong. They had so much going for them in their heads. Um, They didn't get charged for Linda uh, or for Caroline. Um, They got away with everything they did to her. Um, They didn't make the connection that Linda was missing to them. So they were like, whatever. Which is amazing. Yes. And stupid. Also stupid. Um, Their first son was born, Stephen, Mm -hmm. um, which up, up to this point they only had girls so i'm sure which i guess is actually probably better for steven that he was a boy yes um then they abducted a 15 year old girl named carol ann in november and she ended up with the same fate um then they they like one of the articles named it the city of dead underneath 25 cromwell was like growing so they decided to extend the house and enlarge the cellar and tear up the garage. 
because almost they all were of running the, out of places for bodies. Yes, so they and I don't know <sighs> spread the cellar out. They enlarged that, and then the garage. They started tearing that up to make that bigger and extended the house over, and they took in more lodgers because they made the house bigger. <sighs> what yeah. are they doing for money that they can afford to do this? Just having the lodgers and so lodgers um rose is a prostitute and i think he has some like shitty jobs here and there um so then um they you know they enlarged all that they made the house bigger and the garage you know tore it all up so they could start burying more people um the next victim was lucy parrington she was 21 she went missing in 1974 and had the same fate like everyone else. Um, between 1974 and 75, three more girls were victims. Um, Shirley H., because there's another Shirley later. Um, she was oh, 15. Great. When they 15. found her, they think that's when his um, obsession with bondage started. So she was ra- her head was wrapped in tape completely, and she had one straw in her nose, like a plastic so she tube, so breathe. she could breathe, and everything else was wrapped in tape. And then Teresa, which was twenty one, she was um, she was a hitchhiker. I, she was just kind of like passing through. She stayed as a lodger. Um, and then Juanita, she was eighteen. She had marks pretty much everywhere on like. Her wrists, her ankles, her knees, her elbows, her arms. like So she was suspended. Oh, my and God. And hung um, horizontally from the uh. pillars of the cellar. And that they think that she um, was gagged with socks that Rose wore. And she pretty much had um, marks as if it was... And, like, tights. That was the other thing. Yeah. Tights to suspend and... So what is the actual cause of death is he so beating them is he suffocating them he's suffocating he, he's and strangling. okay yeah um so like the one girl with the tape they just right that, that had to it. be yeah. right okay um but everyone else's suffocation or strangling so, but like, they're all the same like yeah. he's he figured his shit out I don't real know quick how rose killed you know like the i unless right. she was right. like the same way she was choking the little girl or you know abuser i mean she's a little girl so that's a lot easier to use less force and yeah. hurt someone. Um, so then in 1976, young women, um, or a young woman went by the name of Miss A. She wanted to be an anonymous because when all the cases came through. So um, she went to the police saying that she witnessed the cellar and that two naked girls were tied up. And she, they kind of guessed that one was Anna Marie because she was always there. She was the daughter. Um and that she did get out and she went and reported it, but nothing kind of came of it because that's like she didn't go when everything was being investigated. So she. So was she a potential victim that escaped? I think that she was more of like. Or she I want to say a family in? friend because I don't think she got friends, but she wanted to go and honestly say, you guys should go check this house out. I was gotcha. there because she wasn't harmed. Right. But she saw what had happened there. OK. So I don't know if it was like a neighbor or a friend that they thought they could trust or like 
maybe she answered an ad because they would put out ads for people to come and like sleep with Rose. Um, so that that'll come up more later. Okay. But they just kind of had like one person say that they didn't have enough evidence to go charging the doors, and so they did. Did they even follow up? Not from what I could see. Oh my god! So, this is the seventies. Nobody freaking cared. Ugh. Well, anyway. and there probably weren't any. There was no good way to track them either. Like you couldn't yeah. see that. Oh, he'd been accused of rape, and oh, this girl had gone missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know they moved mm-hmm. and this and that. So I mean that makes sense. And at he, least. I mean, up until this point, he's doing a pretty good job of. Picking random people and yeah, pass around and like hitchhikers, right? Yeah. So he was doing a pretty good job at not being found, like or found out. Um, then the next year, nineteen seventy-seven, Shirley R, who is different from the one who passed away. Right, the other. So Shirley. this one is eighteen. She moved in, and literally, I put former hoe, but she was a prostitute. Oh, <laughs> and uh, she had. They said bisexual tendencies. So they liked her a lot yeah. because she liked both of them a lot. So right. they kind of had like a three-way relationship starting. And she became pregnant by Fred. Of course. Because you just have to look at him wrong. Rose was pregnant with a client's baby. Oh, no. So, yeah. I was like, I wonder if they knew that because they had their you know they were pregnant kind of around the same time yeah but i was like hmm, they probably wouldn't know that until rose's baby came out because it ended up being mixed oh yeah they oh okay so so she um, was okay i was gonna ask how they knew it was a client's baby and not his because i would assume that yeah that they're still having sex yeah so um fred was like over the moon that rose was having a mixed baby he loved like that i don't know that was just he loved that um because he's probably attracted to it yeah rose hated shirley now because she was pregnant with fred's baby and that's what happens when a woman sleeps with your husband right (sighs) i know um so he you know rose said well she needs to go you need to get rid of her and by all means let's put her in the cellar so Fred did exactly what Rose wanted uh-huh. and got rid of her. And Rose's baby was Tara. She was born um, 1977 and Shirley joined the other girls. And since the cellar floor was full, her Gross. and her unborn child were buried in the back garden and he dismembered both bodies. I like that Rose is all pissed because Shirley is pregnant with mm-hmm. her husband's child while she's pregnant with somebody Someone else's child at the same time. A client of your prostitution ring. Well, and not only that, but like all of the children that are or have been alive in this house have come like they're, it's all random. Yeah. No, she was mad about that. And which I was like, OK. Did but, he cut the baby out again? Yeah, he dismembered this, the baby's body this time. Why does he do this? I don't know. He's a little crazy. Um, in 1978, Rose and Fred had another baby. There are a lot of babies. This is why I said I needed a family tree. Um, yeah. Her name was Louise, making this six. Uh, Fred also impregnated Anna Marie. And How old is she now? 70, you said so, it was 78? So, yeah. She's 78, and she was born in 64. So she's 14. And luckily, the 
pregnancy occurred in her fallopian tube, so they had to terminate it. Okay. So it was one of those things where I'm like, thank God. Yeah, I think in that case, there's, no, I mean, no good could have no. come from that. Oh, no, 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 it, no, no. I mean, it still sucks because she had to get pregnant somehow, so there's still horrible, horrible shit happening to her. But Yeah, but to have a baby out of that, like, <sighs> um. So the next year in 79, Allison Chambers, who was 17, she was raped and tortured um, and buried in the Overflow Cemetery, pretty much in the rear the garden. Overflow that, like Nobody needs a fucking overflow, overflow Cemetery at their home. No. Um, so for the most part, the children knew what was going on in the house. Like the older they got, they weren't they weren't dumb. Like Anna Marie moved out with her boyfriend as soon as Good. she could. Um, and... Fred went, um, I'm kind of impressed that he let her leave and that he let her live. I think it was one of those things where she had never been a problem. Well, so yeah, why care? Lots of people had never been a problem. And, and also he at this point, them. he's probably very self-assured and cocky that he can get away it's with true. anything. So it's he's true. probably like, yeah, go ahead. Live your life. That's fine. I already ruined it enough. Like, But everybody else that he was just done with, done he with killed. Me, yeah. So if he was done but with Anna her. But Marie was technically his first child. So I feel like he had okay. some weird stupid strange bond that kept her alive but like in his head like that's my first baby and it was totally cool for me to knock her up um so since she moved out fred went on to heather and may because they were the next oldest girls in the house and heather fought it she resisted every time she could she's Uh, gonna end up dead uh, so um and you know may was the next daughter yeah after they got married so well no not legitimate but you know what i mean right um in 1980 rose and fred had a second son named barry um then in 82 rose had another client's baby rosemary jr okay (laughs) i was like are you kidding me don't okay i don't know like you can name your daughter after you because men get to do it all the time but sure i do junior junior sounds very strange on yeah. a girl uh, maybe just because we never hear it maybe I don't but know. sure just, i mean that was what she named her so that's that um <laughs> then the next year 83 she had another client's baby she loved being pregnant apparently or they just couldn't afford any condoms with all of the prostitution she's doing yeah so i don't know um, I, I mean it, she's got to be not ever using protection to get pregnant, pregnant um, this pretty many times. regularly yeah oh yeah by her husband and client's baby because this one was a client's baby luciana oh i like that name luciana um then she became so irritated that she because i mean how many kids does she have now jesus um that she would beat the kids without cause she would just start beating them <sighs> um they suspect that um uh, they continued their pattern with no evidence because then from 83 to 86 like there no wasn't really anything so they're thinking that they did continue it they just couldn't find evidence um so which, like maybe they put the bodies somewhere off which the property like later or? on fred says something about like well i'll give you locations of more bodies as time okay. goes on type of thing okay so this is that gap they think that they're gonna fill um and then 1986 heather told her girlfriend um about it who told her the girlfriend told her parents um about the dad's advances and the mother's business in the home 
and all of the beatings that they would receive. Um, so the parents, the I girlfriend's like parents went to the police. Business in the home is like inconsequential. Like, who cares? That is not it was at so all the bad issue that- here. Fred would take pictures of Rose, like scandalous pictures, and put them in ads and be like, come to this address. And the kids would be there, and there was a light well, outside okay, that the door is that they would like turn on. And if that was, you have to leave mommy alone because she's doing her work type of thing. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. I take it yep. back. That is an issue. So um, the girlfriend told her parents, which were friend, friends of the Wests, mm-hmm. like they, you know, I feel like it was one of those things where. Behind closed doors, they were completely different people, but they were like... Right, they were putting on a good face oh, for... Yeah. Right. Um, so Fred and Rose found out that Heather told her girlfriend and her girlfriend told her parents. And so um, they ended up murdering Heather yeah. at 16. And they made the son, Stephen, the oldest son, help dig a hole. And just... they didn't tell him what the hole was for. But he, the dad was like, you know, come, come help me do this. So he's like, okay. So they dismembered her and buried her. Um, but it was like, um, her, her death was like everyone else. But I forgot to mention Charmaine's death was not when she, he dismembered her. I think he tried putting her in a trash can and then she wouldn't really fit. And then that's kind of what prompted him to start burying everyone underground. I forgot. Okay. But so that was the only, like, cause out of his daughters who he's killed. Right. That was the only one, which wasn't even a blood daughter, but you know. Sure. Sure. But, but it was a child in his care. Yeah. So, um, but Heather got the same fate as everyone else. Um, so you just buried her, dismembered her and they, you know, fingers and toes. Um, somewhere he has a giant box of fingers and toes. Like it's yeah. getting ridiculous now. Some, I mean, they have, some of them have to be like decomposed completely by now. I would think so. Unless he like has them in the freezer. Well, maybe. Ew. Um, but after this, that was like the switch in the universe. Their luck changed. Good. Yes. It's about so, time. <laughs> Rose took in the wrong apprentice. So they had this oh. ad out to take in some, a young girl to teach her the ways of how to be a prostitute, I guess. So this girl, I guess, accepted. Um, so Fred and Rose raped her and um, she she left. You know, they thought, oh, she'll come back because she, you know, she wants to be an apprentice. Right. And we're teaching her the right. ways and whatever. So she went and told one of her friends and her friend went to the police and then this is when the case was um, really opened. Um, it was assigned to a detective constable, Hazel Savage. I was nice. like, I want Hazel Savage to take care of my no shit. No kidding. And Hazel had already been familiar with Fred and all of his sexual perversions because when Rena was around, that was what she was doing. She was trying to get like, well, no, this is what he does to kids. And this, I need oh. to get my kids. But since she was a prostitute and had a horrible record as well, she was trying to go and get him arrested. So she would have to get the kids. So she'd been, and then Rena disappeared. So, and so Hazel now didn't she's hear credible. anything. And so now Hazel is already familiar with all of this. Um, on August 6th in 1992, police arrived at 25 Cromwell Street with a warrant to look for pornography and evidence of child abuse. 
So all the evidence was there. There are piles of pictures of pornography of all these I things. I am positive. Um, Fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose was arrested for assisting the rape of a minor. So Hazel began interviewing the entire family. When she spoke to Anna Marie, she was just in shock. Anna Marie brought up concerns about Charmaine to Hazel. It was like, you know, they just told me that she was gone with Rena. Like, what happened? Right. Because that was her first sister sure you know? she'd lived with her her whole life oh yeah so um which hazel knew through rena years ago what you know about anna marie and all the stuff so sure um hazel had everything that she needed uh for child abuse but needed more on rena uh charmaine and heather because right. she had a feeling about like um well because anna marie knew cause she's the only one who lived so she knew all the siblings yeah so um yeah and she, she had been big, there almost the whole time she was a huge key in all of this yeah. because she was there and she knew everything um so the younger children were taken away and put into government care fred was put in jail and they Good. were closing in on rose so she tried to od on pills to get out of it all which would have been just fine but her first son steven saved her well, that's so also okay. So she locked herself in a room and would eat a bunch of candy and watch Disney movies to cope with her depression. No, you nope. don't get nope. you don't get to do that. Then, you don't get to claim yeah. depression. Nope. And no, Fred did the same thing in, in jail. He was just depressed and he didn't want to do anything. He was just sorry for himself. No, you nope. don't get you to made do your that. Choices. Yeah. Yep. But his luck turned up a little bit, which made me mad. When two key witnesses decided not to testify against him. I Guys, I'm sorry, but if there's ever, ever a sexual abuse case, testify. Because yeah. this is what happens. And then people get to stay out. That's what happened with his very first one when he was 20. Yeah. So I'm like, he has had this happen his whole life. So he continued to be out there doing this. Right. So, no. So Hazel did stop. She didn't care. She said no. Um. She knew something had happened to Heather, so she dug further and further. Um, She would literally dig. This could be over. Well, Hazel officially took over the case. She launched a whole, um, like, a whole team. They were looking for a paper trail on Heather, and for the past Mm -hmm. four years, there was no doctor visits. There was no no record of her leaving the country. Right. No nothing. Um, So she feared the rumor was true. And what the rumor was is that Fred, jokingly, when he was arrested, um, it, in this interview, they would put in like a a fake account, like a fake um, like an undercover detective pretending to be a prisoner or something. Yeah, to okay, be a okay. friend and yeah. go in and talk to him and just, uh, like, right. when he was still being questioned, just be like, "I'm just from social services, like gotcha. you know, I'm just here to talk to you about your kids and you know, right. whatever." So then kind of befriended him and got his trust a little bit. Right. And he would jokingly say that they were like, well, you know, and he- like they were going down the list and Heather and like, where is she? Oh, she's out of the country. And they were like, do you know where? And he was just like, well, no, she's probably buried under my back patio oh, and would joke around about it. Idiot. He yeah. really did think he was bulletproof. Yes. But everyone was just like, everyone knew he was a big liar, that right. he always lied. And they were yeah. like, well, maybe this is just one of those things. But, no. you know, so, um, I mean, I think everyone was kind of hoping he was just joking. Sure. That. But, um, so they went and they got a warrant that allowed them to dig up the house in the garden. Good. And some of the extension of the house was over the garden. So they literally had to like chip away at this house. 
which this one guy had to be in charge of all the media content because it became such a huge media case that people were like outside of this house watching all the time. And once they brought in like an excavator to, you know, tear up this house and this guard, like, right. That was, you can't hide. Yeah. I was like, that was going to cause a lot of questions. So, um, he was trying to battle that, but they kind of privately did as much as they could until they got a confession from Fred that he did kill Heather and um because they told him well we found some human bones and he's like all right you got me I did kill Heather so come to find out those weren't Heather's bones no of course they weren't so Rose acted dumb go figure like she was just like I don't even know um (laughs) Fred I I hate like like own up Fred's doing it um (laughs) so Fred was released temporarily um because there wasn't actually enough evidence to hold him which is so dumb but yeah he didn't i mean obviously it wasn't out for very long um but fred watched out of his kitchen window them dig up his yard and find all of these bodies and bones and he looked at his son and said well i did something really bad and the son said that look will stay with me forever it was so cold that it looked right through me like i'll never forget my father's face like it was really bad um so they found more body parts, some dismembered, you know, like right. throughout bones and stuff. And uh, he tried to take the fall for everything, saying that Rose didn't do anything. She didn't even know what I was doing and because um, he loved her so much. So, so far, Heather and the one Shirley was found, not um, the young Shirley, the old Shirley. Right. Okay. The... Um, pregnant surely gotcha so i was like right okay okay right right um then for some reason fred told them that well the girls are buried in the cellar he literally told on himself they probably never would have thought you know like right no so he told them and they went and they found all of those bodies um so he admitted to uh killing all of them but not to raping any of them because he said they wanted to have sex with him it's very hard for somebody to argue against that when they are dead. dead. Yeah. So I was like, of course you could say that. Well, now. except that some of them were babies. I know. Um, so they found nine bodies and that was extremely difficult to ID them because Fred couldn't remember everyone's name. Oh my God. Yep. So uh, Rose tried to make it look like she was such a victim of abuse and he was... um. Like, oh, well, he was just on a rampage and I just couldn't help it. And he just made me do everything type of thing. Like, Uh sure, sure, sure. But no one was believing that. I was going to say, you already killed somebody else when he was locked up. So, yeah, no, that doesn't matter. Um, So on December 13th, 1994, Fred was charged with 12 murders because now grand total of things. Um, Still, they tried to connect Rose to them at Mm -hmm. like as many of them as they could. And then on New Year's Day, um, which, oh, he was he was sentenced to each murder was a life in prison. So he had 12 life in prison sentences. Right. So I was like, okay, good. Thank God. Like, right. But then on New Year's Day, Fred oh, no. um, took the bed sheets and made like a little noose and hanged himself in his little cell while the guards were at lunch so no one could find him and resuscitate him in time. I hope that he strangled slowly and his neck didn't snap and it was awful. And I hope he thought, wow, this is what those girls felt because I strangled these girls. Like, I hope he had some, like, weird realization right right before. 
Um, so that was he got out of pretty much everything. Um, Rose went to trial the next year in October, um, uh, ninety-five. So numerous witnesses came forward. So including Anna Marie, good, would, and um, Caroline, which is one of the hitchhikers uh-huh. that got out of it, um, right? And then. Miss A, which I talked about earlier, oh, she uh-huh. ca- she was there too. Good, so she came through. Um, and then I guess Rose's team um, made the mistake of like putting her on the stand, and her defiance came through, and uh-huh. the jury was like, "I'm not believing anything you say. This is dumb." Right. So then the key witness was um, Fred's interviewed tapes. Oh. So the fake friend lady. Um, she ended up speaking, um, but the big thing was that Rose killed Charmaine and Shirley without him. Uh-huh. So Fred just took the fall for Charmaine, but Shirley, uh, Fred could have killed her. Like, no one really knows. Nobody but knows, Charmaine, right? there's no way Fred could have did right. that. I was going to say, know? they should have been able to look at the timeline and yeah. Anna Marie could have said, well, she went missing mm-hmm. during this time and dad, and dad wasn't was not, here. Yeah, dad and wasn't home. Um. But, you know, so this key witness lady, the fake friend one, Mm -hmm. she was um, up on stand and she was so stressed giving her statement because I think she knew the weight behind everything because Fred had already been to jail, sentenced, whatever, and then died. And then died. But now they really needed Rose to be a part of, you know, like get charged for everything she did, really. Well. Um, but I have a question. What's the background of this person? So I, that was the one who was fake social services or, or you know, like the one who got. So well, sure, she might have been real social services, to be honest with you. Okay. I was going to say, it can't be a cop yeah. and that nervous No, on they the kept stand. calling her an appropriate friend or something. Was or she appropriate like, adult? Something weird like that. Interesting. Yeah. So I think she might have been social services. For okay. Real. So she, but uh, she wasn't law enforcement and that's why she I had could, such yeah. terrible. Ner- okay. So okay. That makes more sense. I think she knew that because she was the ones um, like recording with Fred that kind of blew a hole in Rose's story. Right. That her word really meant a lot to the a court lot. at this point. So when she went on the stand, she gave her statements and, you know, was like Rose was guilty, you know, whatever. She knew everything. She actually had a stroke on <gasps> the stand and was rushed oh. to the hospital from the courtroom. Oh, my gosh. So that's how stressed off she was. But um, Rose was sentenced to life imprisonment on 10 counts of murder. So, um, wow. yeah. So Fred got 12. But, you know, the one before she he even met Rose. So that's definite. Right. And I was trying to figure out what would the other one have been. Have been. been? But. Uh. That's why I was like, mm. a child, one of the children, mm-hmm. he killed, the only one he killed before her was, and unless they're counting the baby, oh, she maybe. Was preg- she's eight months pregnant. Uh, very possibly then. Because yeah. I, I think maybe that is true because he was well aware of the baby. Yeah, he's so. right. Well, maybe that was it. But she got 10. Good. Because um, that's how it's supposed to work. If you yeah. help somebody commit a crime, even if you're not the one that pulls the trigger, you're you still, still guilty. Yeah. So um, the little last little fact I had about this was that since this was so heavily in the media, that on October, um, let's see, in 
1996, the West House was completely demolished. They knocked oh. everything down. They tore everything to shreds. They crushed every single last brick, everything, because they didn't want, like, souvenir hunters to go oh. and be like, this is a brick. Like, yeah. Ugh. But they made it into, like, a pathway. I'm guessing it connects two streets. But um, they completely demolished everything, which is kind of... I bet it's severely haunted. Not, I actually well, don't believe that, but I bet that. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't walk is. there if no, I knew what yeah. happened. Oh my god, no way! Wow, so, I was just was like, that's a lot of thought to be like, we should demolish everything so no one can take this home and be like, look what I have from right. the West House. Well, and I wonder too if like it was causing issues in the neighborhood. Like maybe there were people always there. Yeah, and so they got together and they were like, we just have to get rid of this. Yeah. Probably because it was, I mean, so she went through her court case. So it was a whole year later when they yeah. finally decided to demolish it. I so bet, people I bet probably already did. Wow, that is insane. Yep, I know. And I, guys, I was showing Aaron my little um, family tree. Family tree. Of all of the kids. How many kids are total on there? Total two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 if you count this um i guess fred and rose and 93 right before everything kind of hit the fan um they miscarried a baby so does that include so it's rena's baby that wasn't his yeah that's that's charmaine she was the very first one and so does it include the two unborn babies that he murdered no it does not so if you count those holy shit because she had four alone from her clients which three out of those four were mixed race right and he loved that and then together they had i can't imagine what he did to those kids yeah and then two before rose Anne marie and uh charmaine then the miscarried baby they had together and mcfall's baby and then shirley's baby yeah. Well, there was also the miscarried baby that the little girl had. Yep. The daughter. Oh, yeah. Anna Marie. Ugh. Yeah. Holy cow. That's why I was like, when I was texting you, I was like, I have to have a family tree. This is so insane. That's insane. I had to, like, see it out. That's yeah. so many lives. To, I mean, not all of them lived, but to yeah. be ruined. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What yeah. a shit. They started having babies in... Like them together, so not including Anne Marie or Charmaine, but them together started having babies in 1970 and didn't stop until the miscarried baby in 93 because she was so much younger than him. It's yeah, so it just worked out. Yep. <sighs> That's so many kids. So yeah. is she in jail? in prison for the rest of forever and she'll just rot? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I mean, I don't know if they even have, like, I mean, um, because she. So ten, ten, so yeah. Ten, so like what we were talking about earlier, it's like ten separate life in prisons, right? Is what, you know, and he got twelve separate life in prison. So right. I don't think it's like yours when <laughs> it's right. like you only get three months. <laughs> right. Now you're out. You only have to stay there for a couple of days, <laughs> yeah. and then you can come home, yeah. even though you buried a woman alive. <sighs> um. Wow, he's a horrible, horrible, horrible human being, and I did not know that story. Okay, one more story. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, so I actually do not have the the criminal's name in this <laughs> one. Um, even though she was 19, mm-hmm. uh, it's a woman, and she was in Tennessee, and this took place in April 2014. 
Um, and you know what? I don't. I, yeah, I don't have her name at all. <laughs> Just name her. Um, so then you can like at least say a name and refer. All right, I'm gonna name her. Sweet. Anne Marie. Oh my God! No, that's so <laughs> mean. No, that's true. Yeah, no, she didn't do anything about. I'm gonna name no. her Rose West. Oh no. No, it's it's no. This one is sort of call her Jane. Humorous. Like Jane Doe. Okay, Jane. Um, sort of humorous. Okay. It, it could have potentially been not funny oh. at all, but since okay. she was caught, it was okay. Um, all right. So April 2014 in Tennessee. This 19-year-old girl, Jane, is pulled over. Um, fake for, Jane. Fake Jane. For <laughs> driving with a suspended license. Okay. okay. So presumably she was pulled over for, like, not using a blinker. Yes. Blowing through a red light. Live or, all night long. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, well, you didn't signal. Oh, you didn't brake. Oh, you didn't do this. Right. All and so, time. and then they pulled it up and they're like, oh, you don't even have a license. Yep. Um, so when she was. <laughs> Maybe that's why she doesn't have a name. Because she didn't have a life. They never found out her name. They're still that calling her Jane, this, too. This cop was like, what's your name? And she just wouldn't tell her. She kept telling her fake names to the point where she told her a fake name that the cop knew the girl. She said, you're not so-and-so. I know her. <laughs> she was like, oh, shit. So they actually looked her up by her tattoos because she had yeah, been in prison. Right. And that's what I figured right. Her out. Oh, well, sorry. apparently this girl maybe didn't have any tattoos. But... <laughs> She had something else. Uh oh. Okay, so when they were booking her, you know, they always do a strip search. So I guess yeah. whatever she had done, instead of just like taking her home and taking her car and giving her a ticket, they felt the need to take her in. Okay. So they did. Um and they did the strip search and they noticed something that just looked a little off. Okay. So a couple of female officers took her into the bathroom. And discovered, oh my god, a four-inch revolver in her oh. vagina. <laughs> oh my god! So please tell me it was not loaded. I have no idea. I hope I it wasn't. No idea. So they did a little research after retrieving it. Um, mm-hmm. it was it was about half in her vagina. You know, like just mm-hmm. like the barrel. Or so. are you going to be sick? Maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> And they discovered it was stolen. It wasn't even her gun. Um, the owner did want what he called the little fella back. Oh but uh, first he wanted it bathed in bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Please send this through a sanitizer for me. Thanks. Right. I would have been Ew. like, you know what? Can you just give me like, just take the money for it? Yeah. Can and just give me that. I'll just go me? buy another one. I don't, I don't, I don't need that one. Back. Ugh. Um, so she was charged with gun possession and introducing contraband into a jail. Oh my god! And she was um, she paid a six thousand dollar bail and was released. Oh so, my god! Um, as far as I know, she was not ever. Well, I don't know. She she could have been convicted of that, but that was really where the interesting part of the story uh, ended. So that's as much research as I did. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I the logistics of this yep no i'm doing the gun fingers too (laughs) everybody do the gun fingers with us okay so the whole thing was only four inches like four inches in total so not the barrel was four inches right the whole thing the whole thing was very tiny so it's probably like that so wait how many i think that probably four so it's probably like 
Okay, so it's probably like your whole point it's your like finger. A, I think it's across your hand, right? Oh. Isn't that like four inches across your... I don't know why we do measurements by hands. That? Everybody's hands are different. different. I know, but everyone... Look at your hands. Okay, look at your hand. That's about four inches. <laughs> Average it with everyone else in your household. That's four inches. Um... Mine's so, okay, like that I have no issue with. Half. I have no issue with that. My, I have no issue at all with her managing that. Okay. That's not a, think about this. It's not a big deal. It could have been six inches. It could have been eight inches. It still would have been okay. Whoa. Here's my issue. A gun is bent at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> I'm thinking it was barrel. Sticking out of her. Yeah. And that's how they saw it. Like I mean, it had to be tucked, sticking out a little bit. Tucked in a little bit, but barrel in she could have shot right straight through her middle that's why i said was it loaded <laughs> she could have kegled the wrong way <laughs> shot it off i mean and presumably it would have had to have been okay so let's just say this is the handle part and the uh-huh. pew, pew part uh-huh like no that. i got it uh-huh. and this was just tucked in between her butt i guess maybe that they mean that's what the weird part was she was walking funny she had to have been. But here, here are some other things to consider. Ow. One, well, yes, that cannot be comfortable while you're be driving. <laughs> okay. She had to have had it there before, before she was pulled over. Unless she was like wearing a skirt and no underwear and she was like, oh my God, I'm getting pulled over. I have the stolen gun. Let me quick hide it. Ow again. Uh, well, definitely ow again. But either way, at some point she was sitting on it. A lot because then they put her in the cop car and they drove her. And I recently was in the back of a cop car at the touch a truck, not because I was being arrested and there's no room in the back Mm -hmm. of a cop car and they don't, the police officer was not shy about saying, Oh, we don't bother to put anyone in there with gently. We just shove them in and they're going to fit. And so, you know, she landed hard on that too. So that's part of it. Everything you're saying, it just equals ow. Right. And I don't think it was her intention to. Did she really, like, I, I like, in her mind, did she think, oh, they didn't find it. Ha, ha, ha. I, all I can think is she knew that they were going to search the car. And she couldn't chuck it out the window, so she had to hide it somewhere. And maybe she was hoping they wouldn't arrest her. And so if it was just hidden during that. Yeah. time it would be okay and then once they did arrest her she couldn't be like i have a gun stuck up inside of me ew, ew. right i don't want to know also that's filthy oh it's so filthy yeah and apparently she wasn't even charged with i mean she was charged with gun possession not even like possession of stolen property or stealing the gun in the first place um that's not right i wonder if she stole the gun and then after she stole it, that's where she hid it. And then she just yeah, happened to get pulled over. It didn't say how long between when the gun was reported stolen and when they recovered it. I'm actually looking up four inches. An on-site, uh, online actual ruler. Well, okay, but here's the thing. It's, I mean, it's like four inches, but the... The, what do you call it? The stock. The part you hold. Yeah. Is also kind of fat. True. That's the part I can't, I guess everybody's shaped differently. I'm putting way too much thought into this. But 
but I just kind of need to know. Sometimes it just needs that. I like how I googled four inch gun and the first thing that comes up is this article is the four oh. inch caliber like pow, pow, pow. <laughs> okay I guess that's not the right oh this is way revolver? too telling I'm really really unhappy about this yeah. I tried to google four inch gun but you know I do the swipe thing so it chooses what it thinks I said and it thinks that it was much more likely I said gin than gun <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it's probably right. Um, I don't know. And they always look the same. So maybe this is a dumb thing to be looking up. Like they literally all look at this. They all look the same to me, guys. Right. Well, all right. We maybe we should stop talking about this because it's really freaking me out. I'm sure other people it's, are freaked out. It's but horrible. I just needed to know. Well, have happens. I talked about? Um, uh, about the cocaine that fell out of the girl at the prison, at the local, not local prison, at one of the prisons nearby. No, fell out of. Uh-huh. So, you know, I have a friend, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I she's a friend. A friend on the inside. <laughs> a friend on the inside. I have a source inside yeah. the prison. Uh-huh. No, she's, it's very complicated. My daughter's birth mom, who I didn't know until after I knew my daughter. Anyway, she's in prison. Yes. And she does not mind me saying that. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure out a way for her to be on the podcast, actually. <laughs> she says when she gets home in about a year, she's going to, like, come over and tell us all the stories. Ah. Anyway, she called me one day and she said that the the craziest thing had happened. The girls all went down for basketball. It actually, it may have been in the jail, not the prison. I think it was when she was still in jail. Apparently, you go to jail before you go to prison. Even Hmm. if you're sentenced to prison, you go to jail for a really long time. And then you go to prison. Anyway, they'd all gone to play basketball. And this new inmate who hadn't been there very long, obviously, um, like jumped up to get the ball. And out of her pants, out of her body, fell little baggies full of white powder. And so they had to put the whole place on lockdown. And they had to take her and like do a cavity search and all that kind of stuff. But apparently, she had just... Because I guess I guess maybe cavity searches for jail is not a thing. Uh, I don't, or maybe they just missed it. I, I. Uh, so I mean, this girl with the gun wasn't all that far no. off. She almost could have done it. <laughs> like they may not have uh, noticed at all if she'd managed to get it all the way in there. Ew. So now that we've put that image in your head, I think it's about time to wrap this yep. up. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I guess the only other thing is we're going to do. So our next episode comes out on Halloween. Yes. And we're really excited. Okay. And so we're going to do a special episode. So you definitely have to make some time and download that mm-hmm. one. Even if you download it Halloween and then like listen to it while you're recovering the next day. I, I don't think anybody's going out. It's a Tuesday, but. Okay, never mind. I just got to look. So um, <laughs> while you're recovering the next day and you're lying in bed, you could listen to our Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, or stick it in your ear while you're walking your kids around trick-or-treating and it'll make it go faster. <laughs> that is definitely more like it. Or when they're having all those office parties that you really just don't want to go to, but get your plate of food and leave. Right. Go back to your desk and listen to it. That's right. Be like, oh, I'm taking an important call. It's going to be an hour and 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Right. 
right. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then um, is there anything else that we need to say? Nothing but the last thing. Well, the last thing. Um, Patreon people who oh, we yeah. love and love and love and love and love and love, thank you for being very patient with us. Yes. Because I actually have your gifts sitting here on this table. Yeah. Um, but in the whole Halloween preparation and the news that I'll share with you maybe next week, um, I, I didn't get anything in the mail. Yeah. It it'll, hasn't happened. It'll be soon. I promise. It will be. We'll make you some cool stuff. Maybe we'll send you extra love and Aww, appreciation yeah. along with your gifts. <laughs> so. And the next time I have a good hair day, I'll do the digital The digital surprise. one. <laughs> Normally, that's you what know, I wait for. So we I have should a good hair day. just do it Saturday when we're all in our costumes. Oh, my gosh. That's what we should do. That would be a lot of fun. Lord. <laughs> we'll just do it before the jello shots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or are we just doing jello shots as we prepare? Probably. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yep. All right. So with that, Jordan, any advice? Guys. <laughs> I mean this <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. I was going to try to fake cry, but I don't. But have, she's laughing. <laughs> I don't have tears coming out. Do not end up on next week's episode because that's the spooky episode. That's right. And I don't want to be writing without any spooky shit from you guys. <laughs> I already have my idea. We're going to find spooky shit online. Thank you very much. Yeah, we don't need it from you. <laughs> so stay safe. And have a great weekend. Yeah. No, a week. Have a great we- week. Have a great everything. Have a great, yep, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Crazy. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you like our show, please tell a friend. Or better yet, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. We really appreciate your feedback and want to give you a shout out on the next episode if you leave us a review. If you leave us a review somewhere other than iTunes, just let us know. If you loved our show, consider donating to our Patreon. We have lots of great surprises that we want to share with anyone who supports us. And let's be real, it's really just an excuse to send you cool stuff. Thanks again, and remember, even though we really have no idea what we're talking about, we'll be back next week to talk about it all over again.